Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm Lena. And I'm Sean. We are three friends who all love film and thought it would be cool to discuss movies from our perspective. We rate movies in terms of how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We call it the Martini Scale. I live in the east part of Hollywood. Natalie. Do. Natalie's west. Okay, we ready? East side. I'm west side. All right, let's see this bitch. Yeah, you're literally like 0.2 miles away. Let's be Literally. (laughs) You can throw rocks at her apartment. West side. Okay. (laughs) Maybe that's the intro. Let's just dive in. (laughs) I can't. I can't do this. Lena, Lena's visiting California this weekend from Texas. You're bringing your Texas COVID to Los Angeles. Thank you. Your Delta variant. I'm not bringing it. I'm keeping it here. I've coughed it all out. It's in my sink. Okay. Well, good to know. Cheers. Oh, God. Everybody got their cocktails? Yes, I do. Do you have the same glasses? Do we? Kind of. Mine are from. Aren't you guys special? Mine are from. Crate and Barrel. I've been back on a Crate and Barrel kick as of late. No, that's not. Oh, wow. (laughs) Don't tell tell anybody. Yeah. Um, So I've had people. Your drinks aren't as beautiful as mine. It's true. Yours is gorgeous. I have had people getting sending me texts asking for new Martini Scale episodes. I just want you guys Mm. to know this. So. We're back and we're here to talk about two shitty movies today. So I hope you, I hope the people that have been texting me enjoy this episode. In someone's opinion. Uh, well, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. Unholy is a 2021 supernatural horror film produced by San Raimi and directed by, and I do want to be very clear about this, first time director Evan Spilatopoulos, I believe is how you say his name. It stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Kate Asselton, and to be quite honest, a bunch of other people you've probably never heard of. Never heard of. The film follows a disgraced journalist who discovers a series of seemingly divine miracles in a small New England town and uses them to resurrect his career. But the miracles may have a much darker source. Unholy is currently available for rent or purchase on all streaming platforms. Thank God I only paid 99 cents for it, but we'll get to that. We are also discussing Kate, which is a 2021 action thriller directed by Cedric Nicholas Treon. I believe that's how you say his name, and stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Mike Montreux, and Woody Harrelson. The film follows assassin. I'm sorry, little, little tipsy. The film follows an assassin who, whose mentor and handler assigns her to kill a high-ranking yakuza boss. During Kate's final mission, she finds out that she has been poisoned and only has 24 hours to live. So she uses her last hours to get revenge and find out who sent her, who set her up. Okay. Kate is currently streaming on Netflix. Was that okay? I think we're just yeah. going to go. We're going to go. No, let's we're keep fine. going. All right. Natalie, I want to hear how you guys are doing, but I first and foremost, most importantly, I want to know what we're drinking. So again, in another week of movies that don't correspond, I'm trying to blend them together. Not my decision. Martini. Not my decision. Um, I will say that the... M- m- Main part of this martini was thought about when I was watching Kate, and then I had to figure out how to already incorporate <laughs> the unholy into it. So Great. this is called uh, the Holy Lemon Boom Boom. So oh, obviously all through That's Kate, cute. she's looking for her lemon boom boom drink, which I was like, clearly I have to do this. And so what I did was I added for the unholy, instead of doing just vodka in it, I also did whiskey. So it's almost like a tea hot toddy type of martini. Um, So I did lemon vodka, whiskey, lemon juice, and a little splash of club soda. And I also muddled 
red jalapeno peppers. So it's got some spice and kick to it for uh, the unholy. So anyway, I guess that they were all had their Irish accents and stuff. So I was like, we got to get some whiskey in here somehow. So wow, it turned out it's got, a, got a little <clears throat> spice to it. And then all the flowers and everything. Cause it was like, Kate was so, they were so colorful and so many flowers and stuff. I, it was so colorful. A while ago, I don't remember, <laughs> but I was like, okay. Good job. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah, it's really martini. Pretty. I will say it's Gorgeous. very pretty. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I bought edible flowers. I was like, are you sure edible? they're edible this time? Because I know you've in the past you've tricked us into this, eating it. Actually, the things, packaging but... says edible flowers. Okay. So fancy. I okay. mean, am I going to eat them? No. But oh, you're not going to eat them. You're not going to eat the edible flowers because you don't trust I, them. Why would I eat them? Why would I eat a flower? I don't want to eat a flower. I don't know. You've you've forced Lena and I to drink gold in the past that wasn't edible gold, and we. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think sure I didn't remember that. I'm okay. pretty sure it was edible. But I'm pretty sure. Pretty I just sure. didn't know if like a flower, my luck, I'd go pick a flower that's poisonous and then I'd slowly be dying as we're recording. Oh, so, Lord. But think of the ratings. I mean, honestly, <laughs> oh, I'm think sure. of. That would, that would finally bring us to number one. Think of the downloads that this episode would get, especially in October <laughs> going into Halloween. Death. I mean, and I trust me, bitch, I would release that shit. Don't, don't think I wouldn't release that okay. episode. I wouldn't not want you to. <laughs> <laughs> all right lena how you doing are you recovered from covid what's going on over there in texas i am fully recovered and super human that's exciting Hopefully. and you're coming back to los angeles this weekend i hear i'm coming for a quick little trip oh trip trip it's just a couple days don't get excited i mean get excited i mean i'm excited like, i mean don't here's, get excited. Here's, here's what i would say you ought to know how excited i am you ought, ought to know. know see what i did there yeah, Why are you coming to LA? Um, for Alanis Morissette. Okay, well here we go. Speak All right. Up special guest garbage. Isn't it garbage in Liz Fair? Liz Fair is out. <gasps> I wow. know. I was like, how dare you? I can't. Why can't I breathe? <laughs> See what I did there? That's not Liz Fair. Yeah, it is. No. Why can't I breathe whenever I think about you? Did you even grow up in the nineties? That's is a Liz that Fair Liz? song. That is a Liz know. Fair song. Again, I'm willing to bet. Okay, well. I hope so. Maybe. Okay. If not, I'm now I'm de- now I'm I'm thinking about it. Anyways, go, moving on. Go look that we'll, shit up. We'll confirm that later and we'll figure out what the winning is. All right. Should we start with Kate or the unholy? What do you guys want to do? Whatever you want, man. You what, what what would you like to discuss? Where is the wind blowing you yeah. tonight? You know what I'd like to discuss? What? We have a very special episode coming up. Oh, okay. How do you know how many episodes we're about to hit? Fifty. Nope. Three hundred. Nope. <laughs> We are about to hit our 100th episode. I feel like we need a special like siren or something going off in the background. Party something. There you go. That, Nat- Natalie, this is not a sound from your porn. This is the 100th episode. Party like, sound. Like, was that not like a, no, that was like a horn. Like, okay. Okay. Anyway. Yes, we're about to hit our 100th episode, and we are planning a very special episode. I'm trying to hold these ladies accountable to planning something very special for our audience. Hey, it's um, always special when we're, the three of us are here. Okay? It is. It is. But we're hoping to have even more than the three of us, and that's the only hint I'm going to give the people. 
Well, I guess we have to do it now. Now we have to do it. All right. Let's start with Kate because I feel like it's glossy and colorful and it's probably a good way. It kind of reminds me of your background, Natalie. Mm. With your hue lights and your purple yeah. and your pink and your, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I I have very strong opinions about both of these films as I think I may have alluded to earlier in the podcast. So um, I'm going to defer to both of you to uh, set the tone for these films because I I don't know. Let's Let's just... Go ahead. I want to know what Natalie thinks. I do too. Natalie, tell us what you thought of Kate, the Netflix movie. So I really didn't write very many notes down, which I think is a good sign because I was really into the movie and was super invested and entertained and didn't want to pick up my phone. So, oh my God, did I erase all of the notes I had? No, I didn't. Okay. Thank God. Thank God the people are going to find out what you thought. The two notes you wrote down. (laughs) Because I have have my notes for Unholy written on the same thing. I was like really panicking because there was a lot there. (laughs) So, Kate, the only two things that I wrote down was um, at the beginning. So she meets the guy in the bar. And I said, did she pay him to insult him or did she know he was a prostitute? Like there was some missing information, but then we kind of got information later. So I think she was paying to insult him. I don't know. Curious your opinion. Um, And then the only other note that I I stopped taking notes after this was I never understand why people shove rags in people's mouths when they are kidnapped or captured. Because you could just have said this before. Have I? Yes. But it's like, it's just, it, she didn't even tape it over. So it's like, what do you, I don't understand the point of this. Yeah, you like, just what is just out. a waste of fucking time? A waste of time. So those were literally the only two notes I wrote down of like things that were irritating or things that I like picked up, and which I think is a great sign because overall, I'm not a huge fan of Mary's. Like, I, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I, yes, liked 10 Cloverfield Lane, but there hasn't been a ton of other stuff where she's the person that stands out for me. And I am fucking team Mary Elizabeth Winstead now because she did so good in this movie. And it just surprised me. Again, when you go into movies with zero expectations, I sometimes you do get really, really surprised. And I think Woody Harrelson was amazing. And then the young girl co-star... I don't know her name. Um, she was so fantastic. And I really want to see like where her career goes. Like she was absolutely entertaining to watch. She fucking held her own and it was just very fun. So to me, this felt like the female John wick compatible movie. Like, oh, how dare you eating and everything was just so much fun. I really enjoyed it. So I, What's interesting to me is that the only thing that you felt was not plausible about this film was the rag in her mouth. Like, out of all the things that you selected to think, like, oh, that wasn't believable, that was the thing. Natalie really hates that. I think that's because she's not a survivor. And she's like, you know, the one thing I will do is get that rag out of my mouth. (laughs) I will spit the rag out of my mouth. If you don't tape it on, I'm going to spit it out. It's It's the the only only thing thing that I know I could do. (laughs) Okay. I don't even know. I... I... (sighs) Oh my god, that is maybe that is why that just seems like yes. such a simple thing. Like, to get see, out of. I can get out of that. Yeah, very weird. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Lena, what did you think of this masterpiece? 
It is a kind of a masterpiece, actually. Wow. Yay. I very much thought it was very female John Wick. Um, I I'm not a huge fan of Mary Elizabeth either, but she was in Death Proof of Tarantino's. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Was she really? I do not remember yes. that. And, you know, she was a badass then. And I'm, but then I kind of lost track of her because she didn't really do a lot of stuff. And I don't really care for the Cloverfield movies, whatever. Well, Sorry. she was in Birds of Prey. And she was in Birds of Prey. And I didn't really care for her I didn't there. I did care for her in there either. And so then I was like, oh, great. This is going to be her. But I loved the idea of the movie where it's like, okay, someone's been poisoned or whatever. And they only have 24 hours. And she's going to go on this like crazy John Wick escapade of like killing like mm -hmm. whoever she needs to do. And I like that concept of like an action, right? And I felt there wasn't really any lag it just kept going and then there was something else and then everything mm -hmm. like flowed together and the young girl with her was amazing like they were made a really good team and i just really enjoyed like you know for a netflix movie i think it looked great i think it flowed great like dialogue action like the, the action like talk about like hand-to-hand -hand combat and like filming it so it really looks like it's happening and didn't yeah yeah it didn't you didn't see the flaws of sometimes the action sequences and a lot of it you could them. tell is like her stunt work and stuff. yeah and, and you know and you like can even really tell the slow motion part is actually her being in slow motion herself not because they slowed it down in the film that's just how they were fighting which is real and so i really enjoyed the hand-to-hand -hand combat like I think she was a badass. Like I just loved. I really, really enjoyed it. Like I would actually watch this again. Wow. I would too. I totally would. Mm -hmm. huh. I was hoping. You know, it was one of those movies where I was like, "Oh man, if I was watching this with Lena, I think we would totally. I think she would be loving it." Because I uh, just. Yep. It was just. I felt like this is something you would totally like, and that's mm -hmm. why I was like, "I like want. I hope you, I know, did, you kept bothering me." And I was like, "We'll see." I know. We'll I know. See. I kept trying to get juice out of you. And I you wouldn't know. give it to me. But I'm like, "Yeah, of course. This is the kind of action movie that I like. It just flowed the whole time. I didn't want it to stop. The ride was exciting. Like, w why wouldn't you like and it?" And the Sean? cinematography was great. <laughs> like, it was beautifully shot. Like, yeah, it was just agreed. Yeah. I'm as soon as she went into the like whatever the geisha house the first place she went to look for somebody mm -hmm. as soon as those stunts and fight scenes started happening i was like i am fully invested in this yep. movie like that was yeah. the point where i was like i'm beyond the point of like being skeptical about what is happening here i am i'm on board you know yeah. i so such a treat such a yeah. fucking treat it was definitely i it was unexpected because one it's netflix <laughs> two it was mary elizabeth and I was like, eh, we'll see. And then I was like, whoa, this is great. Woody Harrelson was like, perfect. Yep, like perfect. as per usual, like yeah, he true. just, uh, he was really, really good. Yep. But I kind of, I don't know, like Mary really, really surprised me. Cause I was, she I was think relaxed. I was going, uh, yes, exactly. But a badass, and she didn't overact it. And like, she didn't like overdo anything for me. Like it just was, she was great. Do you think part of that was because like she did have a death sentence like there we know the end of the road here. Yeah. So then there is maybe a sense of like, well, like she kind of relaxed into it a little bit more knowing that it's like you don't have to keep everybody 
on this ride of like, are you going to survive or that? Like, she's not, yeah, you know, like maybe there was to. just something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I know she tried to like, part of how they wrote her in birds of prey was that she was supposed to be kind of like comedic elements to it, which I don't think really, no. I didn't really like it. She was kind of like the unaware dry. I don't know, but this she, every, what she did that was in, supposed to be funny landed. The jokes were funny. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't too serious. I don't know. I was just very, very blown away by this. And I was surprised that this wasn't, we've talked about on the podcast, Sean, you have talked about how disappointed you've been in movies and what has been released this year and that things are not like big theatrical feeling movies. And I was like, this should be, I want to see this in a theater. Like that should have been something seen in a theater. Like, like that would have been a really it good definitely experience. definitely was that kind of a big movie. Like it yeah. was really surprising that again, like, oh, let's just throw this out on our Netflix list. And like, that's it. And I'm like, people need to watch this movie. It's so good. Yeah, it was. I was really, really surprised. Yeah. And what's irritating, and I fucking hate Netflix for this, is that that I think when I watched it, it was probably maybe a week max that it had been out. And, and I can't seen, find it. I It wasn't on my home screen. It's not. I have to search for it. And I'm like, so then this big, massive movie that actually I think is really good and has a lot of quality to it. I can't fucking find it and people aren't going to discover it, you know? Yeah. And I think that I have seen a couple of billboards around Los Angeles. I, but I just don't know if there's been any actual reach out there marketing wise for anybody. I mean, it's lighting up Sunset Boulevard. Like every time I drive down Sunset, I see like there's like oh, really? three billboards in oh, a row. Really? Yeah. If you like Sunset, Crescent Heights, that's like the big Netflix. Like if they're promoting, if they're trying to push something big and new, that's typically where they yeah. put like the, oh, that's you know, true. their mass billboard campaign. Um, John, I mean, share your disappointment. I know because I feel movie. like it was a little. I feel like it was a little shiny. Like you don't. Think I know. It was a little glowy and shiny. Yeah. Slick and slick and glossy. Yeah, it was super well, slick, and, slick glossy. and glossy. But it was like shiny and something neon or I don't Lots know. Lots of neon. Yeah. I just actually found myself like Natalie was talking about wanting to see a movie in theaters. I was actually like pausing and feeling a bit nostalgic for the theatrical experience for a second. So. I just saw a movie in theaters and I am very happy I saw it in theaters. What did you see? Free Guy. I just bought that. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It is. I'm so happy I saw it in theaters. Oh, that's good. So happy. Sweet. I want to do. So I think I'm just going to put it out there right now. I think our next episode should be just be a Ryan Reynolds episode and we should talk about Free Guy, but then we should do like our favorite Ryan Reynolds movies too. Done. Okay. I agree. I am locked in for that one. Cool. So. As you guys know, I was actually really excited. I think I pushed for this movie for us to you review. Did. It. I you think did. I was this was like my idea. And I will I will concede I don't disagree with anything that you guys said. I mean, I think that like I don't know. We had had some discussions about what we wanted to do for this episode and you guys seemed to be really excited to talk about this movie and I kind of wasn't because I didn't feel like I had a lot to say about it. Um I love me some glossy, colorful, purple-pink movies. Like, that's my vibe. It's my aesthetic. Um, What's funny is you guys kept talking about John Wick, and I feel like this movie was actually giving me more Ghost in the Shell vibes than John Wick in some weird way. Like the Scarlett Johansson movie. Uh, Yeah. Um, I I just, I felt like that movie was a bit better executed. I don't know. Um, it was nice to see Woody Harrelson. I kept asking myself the entire time, like, was he canceled? Because I can't keep track anymore. Like, who who's canceled? No, who's... I think so. Okay. No, nobody would cancel Woody. Okay, good to know. Um, 
it was an interesting concept. I think um, my general issue with this film is that it just kind of felt like your run-of-the-mill, like, standard action movie, especially, like, for Netflix. Um, it didn't... I don't know. It didn't like excite me. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like to your point, Natalie, like I was perfectly fine watching this in my living room. There was no part of me that felt like, Oh my God, I need to wish I could be in a theater watching this movie. Maybe if I was in a theater watching this movie, it would have been a different experience. I'm Mm -hmm. perfectly willing to concede that in like September 21, having not been to a theater and I don't even know how long at this point. Um, maybe I'm just jaded. So maybe if I had seen this in a theater, it would have like impacted me very You would have been more immersed into it. More engaged. Yeah, totally. Um, I just like, I honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, why isn't this getting as big of accolades and talk around town than like extraction, which I felt like was a total piece of shit. Oh, it was much better than extraction. Yeah, yeah, much better than Which extraction. I know I love me some Chris Hemsworth, but Which, like, by the way, that's getting a sequel. I don't know if you guys knew that. I oh, know, but this God. has so much more meat and heart and personality and fire behind. It was just like so. This was so that's so actually much better. That's actually one of my critiques, and I think um, for an action movie, I, one of my notes is that like I, I feel like I'd go even I've, I would even go so far as to say that this movie was boring in some instances and. I think what I mean by that is that I think that whoever wrote this was feeling like, okay, it's an action movie. And so we need to like overcompensate on the character development. And I just felt to me like they were trying so hard to like develop these characters and give you like so much context for this woman that was about to die and then heard this little girl. And like, I don't know. It just, it felt like it was maybe like 20 minutes too long, 30 minutes too long. I don't know. I don't even know how long it was. I'm not, I can't. I think two hours, if not, maybe just a little bit under. It felt very long to me. Yeah. It did not feel very long to me. I mean, but I also also was kind of thinking, like, are they building it up for young girl to take over? I know that's going to be like number two, which she should totally. Which she should totally do. That little girl was awesome. Oh, God. I mean, she's not little, but like she was great. Yeah. And she was so funny. She was really funny. I will also say that the lead actress in this film, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, is that her name? Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody's going to get this, and I'm fine with that, but she reminds me very much of like Becky from the first season of The Real World. And again, maybe nobody gets that. No. But you are alone on that island. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, Lena, do you get that? Did you watch the I, first New York season I'm of The Real World? I'm trying to picture. I remember, I remember the name Becky, but I'm trying so to picture her. Face. I recently watched like the revival. They did like over the summer, they did this like revival of like 30 year reunion or whatever of the New York cast. And she was in it. And she ended up leading the show because she's like a Karen, I guess, or like racist or whatever. I don't know. Don't yeah. sue me. But um, anyway, long story short, it, she reminded me of her. And for some reason, like when I associate someone with someone else that I have such strong feelings about, it's like, it's, it's over for me. Like that's, that's what I see at that point. And so maybe much to my own detriment, I don't know. That was kind of my experience for the movie. I just, I don't, I didn't like her. I'm not going to lie. I, I guess I just have to say it. I didn't, I didn't love the actress. Um, and that's the same. I don't like her going into this movie. So yeah. for this movie to have been the thing that switched me from not giving a shit about this woman to thinking I'm going to pay attention to what she's doing in the future. That's a, yeah. that's a big shift. Totally. And it 100% feels agree. To me like she's definitely picking this lane, you know, what I know her action. From the then she's going to birds of prey. Now it's this, like she's, yeah. this is what she's leaning towards. And I, 
maybe this is like a little bit of like a Michelle Monaghan thing where she's not like the Moynihan. overly gorgeous person or whatever. Yeah, whatever her name is. And but like she started doing a little bit more action movies and like she was in what was it Mission Impossible or mm-hmm. whatever and like she's kind of I mean I don't know where she is now but like they were she's gearing like Mission Eagle Impossible Eye and like all these things that she was like you know gearing up to do and then but I she never fit it for me she was just too cute yeah. but like Mary's not she's like tough that's okay I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like the believability and her being able to actually do these stunts and in, inflict these pain the pain and hurting people I totally bought it and I feel like there have been a lot of movies maybe other than Charlize and Atomic Blonde but like there's been a lot of other movies like that where I'm like would this 90 pound actress (laughs) really be able to do this you know and I felt like I totally bought into everything like her abilities and I felt like she definitely worked out and trained to do this movie and I'm like good for fucking you like I she totally sold me on it yeah one thing i will say those stunts sean i'm curious yeah the stunts were fine i mean i don't know i think i'm kind of at this point as a movie goer i don't know what i need right now like i think about like i'm really excited for dune and i think that's kind of a movie that i'm like really looking forward to but i don't know what i'm looking for as a movie goer right now like i don't know what's going to like satiate me if that makes sense because I just feel kind of numb to the experience. And maybe it's because I haven't been in a theater in a long time and I love going to the movies and that's like, I haven't been stimulated in that way. I think one thing I will say about this movie, like watching it from home is that the sound design was actually quite impeccable. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like it made really good use of surrounds. Like if you have a surround and sound, you know, set up in your house. um, I loved that about it. I don't know. I, I think for me, it's a perfectly watchable Netflix film. I mean, it's not like it's not my favorite movie I've ever seen, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Okay. So is my computer like listening to us? Yes. Because Why? everything is my your phone. Everything is listening to you, Lena. Green. I just noticed that, <clears throat> excuse me. There's two things about um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Kate on my screen right now. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. Stampede Ventures picks up action spec The Paladin from Kate Scribe. It's probably because you were doing research on the movie before you Maybe. started. And I'm then sure it, that's Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ewan McGregor go glam for a rare date night at the Emmys. Are they dating? Yes, they are together and they have uh-huh. a kid. Okay. I do yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Are we ready to score no, this? I think we need to move on to the next, the next <laughs> gem of a film. Hey, this was a gem for me. Natalie, let's score. Jewel tone neons. That was a fucking gem. I loved it. I'm gonna. It was a one. I, I liked it. Would watch. I'm it. sorry. What did you? What did you just say? It's no. a one. I loved it. The fuck. Mm-hmm. I a had one? a great. I had a great fucking time. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't even know how to process that, Lena. One. Holy! Sh- what the fuck is happening on the show? It was so. Is this good, where the bar Ron. is now? Is this where the bar is for the Martinez scale? I mean, it was so good. I expect more from both of you. No, Sean. No, okay. loved it. it. So loved it. Okay, I'm at a three. That's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah. Let's move on to the unholy, which I'm gonna mm. go. I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I can't hold back. I have to go okay, first. Let's can go. we? Okay. Can I just before you? 
lay into this. Yeah. Evan Spilotopoulos. Okay. Spiliotopoulos. Uh-huh. Whatever. Directorial um, debut. I directorial have some. I have debut. some. I want. I literally looked up who is he related to. Like, oh, I have. He... I have some trivia about him. Oh, you do? Because yeah. I was gonna. I wanted to run through his uh, filmography oh. of mm-hmm. things that he's written. Uh, Charlie's Angels reboot. Because I want to know how he is uh, still getting work, and plenty <laughs> of people that I know are not working. They're not getting hired. And yet people still keep hiring this guy. And I'm just very confused. So I actually, Natalie, I think we were kind of thinking along the same lines because I had to dig in and do some research because I was like, what, what is, how is this, how is this movie made? So there's a couple, (laughs) there's a couple pieces of trivia I have about this that I'll get into as I kind of go over my rants, but I want to start with the fact that, so he wrote Charlie's Angels, which I think that pretty much sums it all up. Like that, that explained everything I needed to know. He, the Charlie's Angels reboot. He's responsible for that. We can talk about it in a second. I think I would like to start this with a request because if there is anyone in Hollywood listening, I just, I beg of you, I plead of you, please, 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 no more religious horror films. I cannot mm. take any more. It's the same fucking thing every time I watch this movie. Have you started that I, Midnight Mass yet? You know what's funny <laughs> is I actually watched Midnight Mass the night before I watched this movie. Oh. And I was like, God, that oh, so good. My God. Like, what is happening? <clears throat> why is this a theme that, like, we just can't shake? Like, I can't quit you. Like, it's I so ridiculous. I feel like ridiculous. I have been to church more in yes. the last two weeks than I yes. have in the last 10 years. Same. <laughs> just like, what? Same. <laughs> and it's never a good experience. It's never, my whole life of going to church and watching church in the movies, never been a good experience. The second thing I'm really concerned about is that this, I'm literally shocked that this film has already grossed $30 million. Like, People are desperate. That literally blew my mind in ways that I was like, OMG. So the- well, People like scary movies. And I think that yes. they get a built-in audience because yes. people are like, one, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Hello. And it's and it's a scary movie. So like you're going to jump in and thank God it was only 99 cents. But still- <laughs> Yes. Actually, this is the first time I've ever been so grateful for you, Lena, because I was like simultaneously angry and happy with you at the same time because Lena recommended that we talk about this movie. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then she also said, by the way, it's 99 cents to rent on iTunes. And I thought, okay, well, at least the worst case scenario is I've wasted two hours of my life and a dollar. So it's totally fine. And <laughs> there have been way worse days than that. <laughs> it just so happened that I wasted two hours of my life and a dollar. So it's you know, it is what it is. Um, what I think what bothers me the most about this is that the beginning of this movie actually seemed very promising. Oh. And, oh, really? I, I thought that, like, there was there was a little inkling of it at the beginning. And it slowly descended into this, like, boring mess of a movie that is not scary. It did not bring anything new to the table, especially for a film in the genre. Um I mean, I'm kind of at a place with horror movies where I'm like, you can't just throw in a loud noise every 20 minutes and expect people to think your film is scary. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like my thesis for this film because I just don't get it. I don't get it. And so anyway, that's... Everything scary in this movie was done in post. So oh. if you cannot see anything particularly frightening baked into the camera 
I think you've got a problem with a horror movie. Interesting. There's got to be some stuff that is just inherently creepy or scary on its own. Yeah. And then the CGI ghost thing you're adding or sound that you're at, like you're filming nothing and adding all of that in post. And guess what? The actors aren't reacting to any of the scary stuff. Okay. But even when, even when they finally took the mask off of this thing, I was like, really? That's all you got? Like I I was, it was so anticlimactic. I was like, okay, I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry, Lena. What's interesting is I have some other trivia that my review is that the movie's awful and I think the way that I'd like to sum it up is that I wrote down filming was suspended of March of 2020 due to COVID. They should have never picked back up the production ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the film was originally entitled Shrine, which I actually think was a much more interesting title mm-hmm. for a movie like this. And then the other piece that I thought was interesting is that Jordana Brewster, if you know who she is, mm-hmm. she was originally cast in the lead role. Oh. And I think that backing out of it was the smartest career choice she ever made. <laughs> And that's all I have to say about the unholy. Nina. Okay. So I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. He's in a scary movie. This, you know, I want this to be good. Yep. Because mm-hmm. um, they're two of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I like the idea. Like, yes, the religious stuff and all that is so played out and whatever. But like, I feel like you can just bring so much of it because there's so much evil in religion, whatever. Sorry, people. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I like the idea that they, like someone didn't know that this was unholy as opposed to like the Mary. Well, I like that, but they gave it away way too early, mm-hmm. like too, too early so that you know that the whole time this is a trick. And like, now I know too much. Um, Second I of have all, that note written okay, down. great, great. And then <laughs> second of all, you mentioned the mask thing. Where the fuck this bitch get that mask? Okay. There was no thing of a mask anywhere. And then all of a sudden this thing has a mask. I could not stand that part. Cause I'm like, why do things have to have it's, it's a spirit. Why does it have a mask? It's already supposed to be scary looking. It's also like a ghoulish and, figure without the mask. Exactly. And then, Again, your stupid CGI scary thing is not fucking scary. Stop it. Like, stop it. I, what Can it just be like a black shadow in the side? Like, something else. I'm tired of seeing these stupid fake things trying to scare me. It's not scary, people. You've done it way too many times. You might as well just put a fucking, like, girdle on this thing and some tap shoes, and she could have just fucking danced around, and it would have been better. Like, what are you doing with these things? They're not scary. Yeah. Natalie? I I don't know. I did. Well, uh, one good thing of this. I will say that the girl actress who was supposed to be Jordana Brewster, gross. (laughs) um, I thought she was pretty good. I mean, considering this, like, I liked her. And I liked Jeffrey, no matter how stupid. She grew on me over time. I, I liked what she was doing. Like, I didn't feel like she was, like, a bad actress. So that's okay. my only two cents, I guess. I would like my dollar back. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. We'll lend we'll my you 50 cents each. Yeah. How about that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we haven't mentioned that also this movie stars Carrie Elwes, which. Oh, yes. I was. Yes. 
love him. So yes, of course, when I see that there's a horror movie with Thank Carrie you, yes. and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yes. I'm like, I'm all in, in. all yeah. in. Take my dollar. Um, I'm a little upset that I yeah spent a dollar, and I'm confused as to because I think Carrie is a phenomenal actor. I think he's fantastic, and I don't know what happened here. Because I feel like his accent was split in three between his normal accent Mm -hmm. and then a Boston accent Mm -hmm. and then a Spanish accent at times. I was like, what are we, why can't, if he's just a part of the priesthood, he could have traveled from anywhere. He doesn't need to be from Boston. Maybe that's where he had the archdiocese. That's where he ended up. He doesn't need to have a boss. Just let him do. This is making it so much worse. Like in his performance never is really that bad. So that was upsetting because I'm like, even something as good as that is ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny that they basically just let Jeffrey Dean Morgan just wear whatever clothes he came to set in that day. <laughs> it looked like everything he wore were pieces from his wardrobe. But he looks damn good. I mean, he looks so, great. He knows I mean, what looks good on him. So, yeah. I mean, maybe kudos to the costume designer that was like, I'm not going to fix what ain't broken. Seriously. Um, so... Then one of the thoughts that I had during it was, can you actually film shit like this in an actual church? (laughs) Cause that seems a little bit like a territory I would not want to get into like that as like a filmmaker, I was seeing a lot of religious, scary stuff lately. I'm like, I don't know that I would want to tempt this. That does seem a little weird, right? (laughs) Would you want to go into a church and like have the cross that you're going to burn and like talk in satanic shit? I would not. I guess that. if you're superstitious. I mean, that was probably filmed on a soundstage anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. So part of what Lena was talking about, my question and note was, do we need this opening scene that told us exactly what happened to Mary? <laughs> I'm like, to me, wouldn't that have been so much better to you're giving us little hints and pieces as to what this story is unraveling mm-hmm. we don't need and the, one the opening scene was disgusting yeah excuse me <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting i hated the noises in it as there's hammering the mask on her face this was just an unpleasant viewing experience this did not set the tone set the tone with jeffrey dean morgan in his hot daily wardrobe and i'm in like that's yeah. how you reel me into this movie yeah, that's how I rented this movie for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> his beautiful face was on the poster. Yeah, so this was just really wasted to just like to, you told us everything and we did not need to know that. Yeah. Um, I said the stunts and actions and scares don't make any sense. None of them lined up in any way. So it was mostly, I feel like, all CGI scares. But like every time there was a scare, I don't understand where the camera was, where the people were, where the event took place, and how the fuck they got out. And that the the spirit was like, I'm just going to stand here and waste my body and not actually do anything. And they run out in slow motion. It was just like, there just was no flow to anything. It was just so fucking confusing. And it was like all of those decisions were made in a country doing post-production. And these notes were talked about via email. It doesn't seem like any of this stuff was decided ahead of time. It was just so, it was so poorly constructed. I am mortified. Um, 
then again one of the moments that is cgi is when the burning cross very slowly falls down onto the priest that's helping them right and he doesn't move at all they don't react until a minute later and they're like oh shoot let's go i guess we got to do this without him it's like i I know i was like is anyone gonna help this motherfucker like (laughs) What is actually happening? What is happening? Nobody is reacting to this fiery cross that just felt, I don't understand. And I I feel like all of the CGI money was all spent in that library. Like that one, like that one fight scene. I was like, this looks decent. And the words melting off the page and stuff like that looked pretty cool. Other than that, I don't know what the fuck was happening. Like it just the poorest decisions and then okay so we talked i mentioned midnight mass and this very similar themes and that is showing you how to do this right and to me you look at a movie like this where it's like literally the townspeople are really the townspeople of wherever they shot these people are not actors i am uncomfortable seeing what they're doing in the background of these shots (laughs) It's just like, it's so fucking weird. And it's just like, and Midnight Mass, everybody is cast. Everybody that's shown on screen is an actor and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and not making me uncomfortable as a viewer, stealing my attention, going, why is that person reacting and, and gesturing in such an abnormal way? And I understand that because when a camera's put on me, I don't, I'm not natural at all. So it's You're like, not? No one no. Who could have, who could have guessed that? So it's just like, not everybody should be on camera. And they literally <laughs> just were like, hey, guys, we're filming a movie here. Um, who wants to come and be in it? <laughs> That's literally, I guarantee you, none of those people were fucking cast. And it shows. And, you'll get and it's $50 embarrassing. For the day. It's embarrassing. And especially when it's like you're t- pointing the camera at people and having them react and having them respond to what's happening. You're making me look at this. This is a scene I'm supposed to be paying attention to as they're commenting or saying something. And this is not a real fucking actor. Like this is just, and if they are, they should really think about what their next job is going to be. So that's the end of my rant. (laughs) I would argue that you have given this way more time than necessary in terms of justice to what happened the other i just had a lot of really negative things to say and i would just in a shocking like how is this person still working well the other other... projects coming up okay here's the other point i would like to make this movie let me reiterate has made almost 31 million dollars against a 10 million dollar budget which i believe by definition because i can't imagine they've spent a ton of money marketing this thing so by definition i believe that makes this a hit yes and that is terrifying because we're going to see more he's going to continue to get more work and i just don't fucking understand yeah well the other thing is too is we're coming up on october and we what is october for me scary movie month i want to be watching a scary movie every single fucking day and like i don't care what it is or what it like i want something to surprise me and i'm like I'm going to give everything a go because someone's going to be having some sort of new idea coming out at some point because all of this shit is just the same shit over and over again and it's getting real fucking old and you're going to make me not want to like horror movies anymore and that's going to be the death of me. I think it means that this movie is going to just get more exposure over the next month and we're not helping the situation, let's be honest. (laughs) 
we're trying to warn people ahead of time. Yeah, we are, but it's still a form of promotion. Fucking warning. Still a form of promotion in our social post. And you're gonna have the option to watch this movie or Fear Inc. That's probably gonna be on sale in iTunes. So I'm just saying. I mean, it's not, but pay full price for it. Okay. Either way, I'm just saying. Fear Inc. Way more worth your time than this. Choose Fear Inc. I'm gonna start a campaign for the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be the unholy, but then it's gonna be hashtag. Choose Fear Inc. I love that. <laughs> Much better. Much better. Let's pay Natalie's rent next month. Come on, people. Let's do this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just don't. And I think maybe why I give it too much time and I have too much thought to it is because this is a part of the industry that I want to work in. And I have projects that I want to make. And there's horror projects that I want to do. And so it is very infuriating when it's something like this is made. And then I just have a lot to fucking say about it. Yeah, I think we're all infuriated that something like this was made. But I digress. <laughs> Which is, I shouldn't feel that way with something where I'm looking at Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I know. I mean, honey, I was very happy looking at him. Honey, boo boo, this has nothing to do with you. I, I still I don't still know what that you. means. What What else has he been in that I should know? Um, What? I literally I don't really... know who he is. You keep talking about him as if you he's like some, he's like Brad Pitt Jenny, or something. He is. Anatomy. He basically is like Brad Pitt. No, he's not. Yeah. He was in... The Walking Dead. Yeah. Didn't watch it. Okay. Well, the rest of the world did. Oh, I know. Jesus. <laughs> Natalie, we went on the walkthrough maze at Universal together. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. That's my experience with The Walking Dead. Okay. Well, he was a big part of it. So, okay. and still is. Okay. Let's score this steaming pile of shit. <laughs> Lena. Because of Honey Boo Boo, JDM, I'm going to go with a four. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I don't want to trash it too much because I love him and I love Carrie. Carrie doesn't get as many points as uh, Jeffrey does, but it's still at a four. Okay. Natalie? Five. Oof. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, I don't think I've ever scored so many movies with a five as I have in 2021, mm-hmm. but this is a five. If I could go higher, I would. In fact, I don't think five martinis would be enough to get me to watch this movie again, which I think is basically no. how the rating is supposed to work. So, yeah, I mean, guys, let's just be honest. We shouldn't have watched this in the first place. <laughs> no, I mean, it was 99 cents in JDM. Yeah. So I, I was mean, really I know I was on board. And then I saw Carrie's name in the credits and I was like, fucking golden. And yeah, I was not. Um, I will say if people want to watch a JDM horror movie, uh, The Possession. Very good. Very, very good. Have I seen that? Sounds familiar. Is that a while ago? Sounds It's familiar. a good one. Okay. He's not as like scruffy in it. I think he's pretty clean shaven in that movie. But um, so I, I appreciate he's aged like a fine wine. Oh, my God. Oh Let my me goodness. drink he just that gets, up. God. He just gets better every goddamn year. It's so year. infuriating. Yeah. He's How just really. much better he looks every single day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get you ladies a towel. Yeah. And- I will need one. As always, we want to thank you for listening. For more information, please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review us. It helps others discover the show. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Cheers. Bye!